Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Matt with the DPI Podcast. Um, we've got another Tuesday night show for you. I've got Peter Coffin in the background or doing whatever he's doing. <laughs> so we've got Peter with Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel. Um... And we just got, we've got news, we've got top three, we've got a deep dive, then we're going to take a little break, and then I'm going to come back at least and do a live stream of Luminous, and then kind of give my thoughts after that. So, um, yeah, we got a lot going on today, so stick around with us. Um, we may throw in some Lorcana chat, all that kind of stuff as well, so... Um, let me go ahead and bring on Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel and uh, get the show on the road. Peter, how you doing tonight? Uh, besides coughing in the background, eh? <laughs> Peter is coughing in the background. Yeah. Well, I'm still having some issues like with audio sources turning on when they're not supposed to turn on and that kind of stuff so um so yeah so we had some a little background noise with you uh hacking up your lungs over there it's fine i didn't need them okay that's that's, that's good that's good so let's go ahead let's get into the news and you know i think the big thing that we need to talk about a couple big things we need to talk about because um first off disneyland released everything for next year um what was that yesterday they just went ahead and released the whole schedule for next year so we've got dates for you know uh california adventure food and wine festival we've got dates for the new year's festival we've got dates for basically everything that's going on over at disneyland on top of that we also got a date for the return of their phantasmic which is going to be on may the 24th um which also is going to um, bring back the iconic Peter Pan scene um, that was replaced by the pirate scene on the Columbia ship. Um, so, Peter, you, you've you seen Fantasmic out there, haven't you? No, both times that I've gone... Uh, well, I guess the first time I went, I didn't even think about that. Uh, I saw the... Uh, world of color um the first time i was out there and then the second time i was out there was just after the uh dragon yeah died (laughs) (laughs) so um i have not seen phantasmic out there i've only seen the phantasmic that is offered at hollywood studios all right um so so you're no help on this one so uh So, Fantasmic no, out there. Fantasmic is over what? New Orleans Square area ish? Yes. So, it's actually that was um, that day that I joined from out there while I was sitting there at the restaurants. Um, I remember I had mentioned, like, oh, they're putting up like lights and stuff like that. Um, that's, I believe that's what the lights were going up for was getting the area ready for the phantasmic there you go there you go yeah so that does come back on may the 24th um 
other things that are going on in Disneyland, January 23rd through February 18th is going to be the Lunar New Year celebration. Uh, February 17th through 24th is the Celebrate Gospel. March 1st through April 22nd, Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. April 5th through June 2nd is the Star Wars Season of Force. April 26th through August 4th is Pixar Fest. August 23rd through October 31st is Halloween time. August 23rd through November 2nd is going to be the celebration of Coco Plaza de, de la Familia celebration. And then Festival of the Holidays out there is going to begin on November the 15th. So we basically have the whole schedule laid out for Disneyland. Do you think they're going to do something similar for Disney World here in the coming weeks? <clears throat> no. <laughs> I don't. It's just always seemed... Uh, no, I, I think Disney World will just keep doing what they're doing. They'll, they'll let us know about a quarter at a time, about a quarter in advance. <laughs> there so, you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, as nice as it would be, probably not. <laughs> we're always good at speculating. They really don't change the days a whole lot, so it's not a huge deal. No, like, you know, Festival of Art next year is legitimately one day sooner to one day sooner from what it was in 2023. And, you know, it, right, it's very, it's very, very predictable, um, especially... You know, like the Halloween parties and the and the Christmas parties, we know that the Halloween parties are going to start in August and then they'll end the day after Halloween and then Christmas will start about a week later and yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, other news. So remember during COVID when Pixar decided, hey, we're just going to release stuff straight to Disney Plus. Well... They've they've kind of figured out that maybe we can make a little bit more money and throw these films into the theaters. So Soul, Turning Red, and Luca are going to get theater um, debuts as well for 2024. Um, now I did see a schedule on this. I don't have the schedule now. Do you have a schedule by chance on that? Uh, sure. This is what happens when you plan a show well. Because <laughs> I had I had the post and then I lost. Oh, there we go. Soul is going to be January second or January twelfth. Go for it. No, it's too late. You already found it. Oh, uh, Turning Red is February 9th and Luca is March twenty second. There you go. Did I do it right? Yes. Go me. <laughs> what just happened to my mouse? Mouse work. Oh no. It's very funny because this is a show about Disney. <laughs> and my mouse, my mouse died. I love my Lenovo mouse, but. Well, Matt is figuring out his mouse troubles. I would like to add to our news and notes section that my top three last week was something nothing short of absolutely perfectly timed because <laughs> my top three i talked about the animatronic of the hatbox ghost adding a very nice touch to haunted mansion and i talked about my experience at the disneyland one and said but i'm looking forward to when it gets added to magic kingdom and not two days later <laughs> at Bucko, at Box Hat Box Ghost. Ghost is in the hallway at Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> so the Hatbox Ghost is back in Haunted Mansion. And like I said, I it was like clairvoyance. The admin <laughs> to the top three last week. Um, let's see. Oh, there was a new... There was a new deal on the travel side of things. There was a new deal released. Um, but it's basically like the same. It's it's all the same old deal. So uh, first quarter deals are good and ready to roll. 
um, let's get this done. Let's get those spring break trips booked. Let's get those early summer trips booked because there is a decent chance that there might be a deal for you. So uh, want to get those things booked before those deals run out and you are stuck paying the rack rate prices. Yeah, and I, th- I think the big thing with deals right now is a lot of your deals run that 30 for um, deluxe, 25 for moderate, 20 for, uh, 20% off for your values. Um, most nights, Sunday through Thursday on a lot of those deals, but if you are doing a vacation that works through those as well and has a weekend involved, it will take that into account. So... Yeah, just, you know, if, if you're thinking about planning a vacation, run it a few different ways. Get a travel agent involved. That's why Peter's great at what he does is, you know, even after you book, you know, book early, get that room locked in. And then even after you book, he's going to be watching these deals as they come through, making sure that he doesn't have any clients that fit into those deals and reworking those trips that do fit into those deals. So it's really a really good thing to have with a travel agent involved. Um, anything else that you're seeing on the news side other than everything that's going on at Epcot today? No, not really. I mean, that's, well, oh, what was it? Um, I mean, not really much. Disney changed, like, the way it was doing its dividend shares. Yeah, they're bringing but, back like, dividends, like 30, yeah. 30 cents a share. Um, yeah. for second half of 2023. So fiscal yeah, year for you invest in Disney. That is not big news. Um, yeah. Although then, people who watch the show might be big investors in Disney. So who knows? And then the central T- Florida tourism district decided that they wanted to say that Disney employees owe millions of dollars in back taxes due to, um, the benefits of having park tickets for the Reedy Creek employees so that's there as well. I've kind of backed off of that news a little bit here recently just because I want to see how it shakes out a little bit. Um, there's just a lot going on with that as far as bills being passed in the legislature and just all kinds of stuff that pertains to this. I think it's just going to be a big cluster until DeSantis is out of the news with the presidential race. Yeah, and I just, especially that last thing that you just said, there's like, there's no way you can just decide that. Yeah. <laughs> you you can't just all of a sudden say, hey, we're going to change the way that this compensation is structured. Oh, and by the way, if you've ever gotten this compensation before, now you owe us for it. No, yeah. Yeah. No, it, you can't just decide that people all of a sudden owe things. No, no. It, <laughs> It's 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 a struggle um, even to, even to make a case for that. So yeah, like I said, this is just kind of getting into the the land of ridiculous now. So I'm just kind of just cooling my jets on it for a while. I was really hot on that topic, but not anymore. You know that Bob, did you know that Bob Iger wasn't at D23 this year? <laughs> it's one of my biggest disappointments of D23. I know we both wrote it. Um, talk a little bit of Lorcana. Um, so what's Lorcana? Lorcana had a big release last week as far as on Shop Disney and on Amazon. The Shop Disney one happened at 3 a.m. Eastern time, which was awesome. Uh, and people do business. What's wrong? Yeah. And then, uh, the Amazon one was supposed to happen at noon, ended up happening at like 1.30 and then it was an invite-only um, drop. So you had to go on Amazon, sign up for the invitation, and then once you get the invitation, you have 72 hours to purchase. It's like Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah, it's it, it's ridiculous. And they still haven't made it through the list on it because it's not sold out, and yeah. there's still people that have invitations. So, well... It was another Disney release, is what it was. Right. People like people like virtual cues, Matt. People like virtual cues. 
I, I hate I hate that that's the case, but I mean that's how you have to do some of the stuff. You know, I I've been kind of going around a little bit and looking for uh, a couple of different things. And I talked to somebody at a Best Buy today, and they said when it released on what was that the first? So on Friday, when it released, um, they had somebody come in and buy all three thousand dollars worth of their product. Yep, and that's what um is we'll say disappointing in the whole thing because so uh matt, matt is hook line i i actually thought about this as i was driving home the other day i feel bad that i got you onto this because you much like myself have a very addictive personality and yes. so if you find something you latch <laughs> and then the sky is the limit and so it was, we were talking a couple of episodes ago after, after the episode was over, and I had noticed that the Series 1, the Chapter 1 decks, were on a great deal. It was like $17 a deck or something like that yeah. on Amazon because they had just restocked all of their Chapter 1 stuff. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Lorcana, which if you're a Disney fan, how do you not love Lorcana? But um, Lorcana is a... A, a trading card game that is similar in the same vein as like Pokemon and Magic the Gathering where you play cards, you are trying to achieve this objective. So in this game, that is so blurry, Matt, that didn't come into focus at all. This is wonderful effort, but it's not working. Not, work not even. Work out. Not even. Work, 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 work. It's not. It, it looks like Baymax. It is not. <laughs> it doesn't want to work. Of course, my focus doesn't want to work when I want it to. Focus, focus, focus. I don't know. Apparently, right now, it's just not doing it. Do it. So anyway, yeah. um, so there's these cards, and, and the cards will help you gain lore, and whoever gains 20 lore first wins. And um, in order to play these cards, you have to get ink, and the cards can be used as ink, and uh, but there's a limit to like how how many cards you can turn into ink. It's this whole thing, right? Little, but very very straightforward, simple rules. If you have younger children, uh, ten year olds can absolutely play it. I would even think many eight year olds, uh, depending on their reading level. So uh, it, it's mostly about reading level though, because you got to be able to read some some pretty standard text on these cards uh, to see what they do. And so um, great, great lots of. So the Chapter 1 decks were available. The Chapter 2 decks had just released. And so now Matt has been texting me all about like, hey, I found some boosters at this place. Hey, I found some stuff over here. Hey, if you're interested in over here. And I'm sitting here like, dude, my advent calendar is a Chapter 1 and a Chapter 2 booster every single day. So I got 48 packs of cards. And he's, he's, in the, he's in taping shorts for every single one of them. We pulled uh, we pulled some pretty good ones because right there's the collecting side of this. It is a wonderful game, but if you have any inkling into collecting, then as you get this game, you really want to make your decks out of the common and uncommon cards, and you really want to get the arguably rare but definitely very and up over into collectors, right? Like whether you're putting them in sleeves or, or putting them off to the side or, or whatever else, like, um, cause they are, they are very rare for a reason. Um, and so there's definitely some collector's value to some of these things. And so, um, really, really fun game, but, uh, yeah, there's, they just released chapter two. Uh, I went to my local game store about an hour and a half before they opened the day that it was being launched. And I was the eighth person in line. So <laughs> just to give a sense of the demand of this stuff. And so what is ruining it, I will say is just that like Best Buy put a limit on what people but can do. There was supposed to be. Yeah. Well, somebody dropped the ball. Yeah, somebody dropped the ball big time because it was supposed to be a two-item, like a, 
two pack, two starter deck, and then they, they actually got the Disney 100 special edition boxes. Which um, is expensive. Yeah. Well, you can you can get them online for seventy bucks with unopened still. They've come down quite a bit, but they for a while like over the weekend they were like nine hundred. Uh yeah, they were like one seventy at a lot of game stores, and so if you can get them for seventy, I feel bad for all those people because the whole reason to do that you get four boosters and then you get these six unique cards that instead of a rarity on the bottom it says 100 on the bottom yeah and so if the value has tanked out of them that quick oh i feel bad for those people because you're essentially you're, you were essentially paying 25 dollars per special card which you would hope then immediately establishes their value which yeah it didn't right it didn't no, no. and have you pulled any enchanted out yet I have not gotten any enchanted. We did pull a legendary a legendary foil the other day, which um, already had a value of it was like twenty eight, twenty nine dollars or something like that. Um, I also do have the Gen Con card, which, depending on where you go and where you look, has a value of about two hundred dollars uh, for that card, just because it was only handed out to people who purchased from the company uh at the gen con booth so there you go all right well that's the news a little bit of lorcana talk let's get into the top three maybe business trip uh, <laughs> it does tingle a little bit What's going on, everybody? It's Matt with the DPI Podcast. I've got Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel. It is top three time if you are back. Thanks for coming back. If you are here for the first time, what we're going to do is we're going to pull a chip out of this thing here. I'm going to match it up with a spreadsheet I've got, and we are going to have 40 seconds to figure out our top three. Peter, how are you uh -huh. doing tonight? I just I just went into my email real quick while we were transitioning, and I have an email from Walt Disney Pictures telling me about the release dates in the theaters for <laughs> Turning Red uh, that's All right. So, chip tonight is chip number eight. Hey, look, it went into focus that time. That what the nice. heck? We just yeah. talked all about an unfocused Lorcana. <laughs> all right. Chip number eight tonight is going to be... I'm actually like ready and everything tonight. You got you got to check that out. Wow, but my sensitivity is sir. Ooh. Okay. Top 3 Disney live actor movies. You got 30 seconds. There's Okay. Thinking about taking a trip to Disneyland, Disney World, maybe a Disney cruise, or one of the other amazing Disney destinations? Contact me at Princess of the Mouse, and I'd love to work with you on your itinerary to the most magical places in the world. You can contact Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel on Facebook at PATM Disney Travel. All right. Tonight's category is a good one. Um top three disney live actor movies so not necessarily remakes of animations but movies that had real people in them so i would go as far as like mary poppins whoa back... whoa, whoa whoa yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Stealing... i mean no, i'm just kidding yeah so so yeah so it's a hold large on, hold catalog on, hold on. Am I talking about the actors or am I talking about the movies? We're going to talk about the movies. Okay. I was just making sure that I am doing this correctly because <laughs> like I'm sitting here like what am I what am I supposed to be talking about here? Okay. So, live action top, top. Yeah. Is this from uh is this from our amazing fan? 
Uh, no. This is one that we came up with on the plane. Oh. On our trip well, down. go ahead with your number three, Matt. Let's talk about our favorite live-action Disney movies. I'll, uh, I'll let you go first because I will be honest with you. If I am... Gonna, I, I've got like five or six that I'm willing to talk about here, so there's no yeah. way you can step on me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the live action Cinderella. Um, I thought, yeah, that one's underrated. I I agree. It's a very very fantastic movie. It it is, and a I mean I think it really kind of set the precedent for this new wave of animation to live action movies that they've done here over the last about 10 years um when you think about beauty and the beast and you think about little mermaid and all that kind of stuff that kind of came after cinderella um cinderella holds a special place in my heart because it's one of the first movies that i took my daughter to on a date um so we had a daddy daughter date to see cinderella um but really really good set making really good really good actor portrayal of Cinderella of uh Kate Blanchett as uh the stepmother just a really strong personality there um very well colored i mean just it's just it's a it's a fun movie it's it follows the same storyline with a little bit of addition into it um it, it's it's just it's really well done and like i said it really set the bar for the live action movies that came after it so i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with my number three as the live action cinderella so peter where are you going with your number three i'm gonna cheat as usual <laughs> uh, <laughs> um no i you know it would be very easy to kind of like fall back to like the classic Disney movies because there are some fantastic classic Disney movies thinking about like the ugly dachshund and yours, mine and ours and parent trap and um, Swiss family Robinson and all those. But I think for this list, we want to, we want to talk about like, this is a big direction of the studio, right? Is like we're, we're remaking all of these things. And so, I'm going to stick my list to live action remakes um, versus like jumping back to, to all these like older ones. Um, but we could definitely have a whole thing about like, what are your favorite three like classic Disney movies as well? Um, yeah. Add it to the list, put it in spot eight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so my number three, I am going to go with the Alice in Wonderland and I, they're not remakes they are franchise add-ons because the original Alice in Wonderland, the animated one tells the story of the, the young Alice visiting Wonderland and the live action is very, very well done. Um, I, I really, really enjoy um, some of the voices that they brought in for the CGI characters. Johnny Depp does a fantastic job playing Mad Hatter like uh, Helena Bonham Carter does a fantastic job as the Red Queen. Um, you've got Anne Hathaway as the White Queen. You've got all of these like iconic uh, characters. And it's wonderful because you pick up Alice when she's summoned back to Wonderland to help defend it uh, from the Red Queen. And then if you go to through the looking glass, you have a second installation. So between the animated and the two live action, you have kind of like the whole story of Alice's adventures in Wonderland, which is wonderful. It is a great set of movies. They're kind of like my guilty pleasure movies where like if I'm <laughs> home and the family's gone and I'm just scrolling through Disney Plus, like Pirates of the Caribbean or Alice in Wonderland is going to get clicked. Like it's... Yeah, the, the, the Pirates movies for me are those movies. I yeah. Mean, they just... Well, we might have just stolen from... <laughs> well, and that, that's, that, that, that's what makes something like this so hard, is, you know, like, if we do it as you have to have an animated tie-in to it, it excludes 
pirates. It excludes Jungle Cruise. It excludes some really, really good movies. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I, mean, think, I don't think so. You just said live action. Like I don't have to just sit to. Uh... So I am going with those though. I am going with the Alice in Wonderlands. My only complaint is that in the the first live Alice in Wonderland, as she's remembering her time there, they show a live action young Alice talking to Cheshire Cat and at the tea party and with the roses and all of that stuff. And it just made me just sit there and go, yeah, now make that movie. <laughs> I want, you know, it's it's got that Tim Burton style, which is just an absolute wonderful um, yeah. kind of like dark, but also inviting. It's, it is just wonderful. If you have not seen the Alice in Wonderland movies um, and you are an Alice in Wonderland, well, how would you be an Alice in Wonderland fan and not see these movies? That was a dumb statement. Matt, yeah. what's your number two? <laughs> My number two, I, I'm going to kind of go really the, the same type of route with you that you did. Um, but I'm going to go with the second Maleficent movie. Yes. Okay, I don't have to put that on my list. It's to free me up. <laughs> you know, the first one was really good. The second one was absolutely fantastic. And, and, and what makes that movie so fantastic is how bad the villain is. I mean, it just, it, it shows a very... Philip's mom, right? Yeah, Philip's mom. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's it is she is cutthroat and you know just the absolute vindictive. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean it's the same it's the same thing as Kate Blanchett in the Cinderella movie. I mean that strong female villain is, is really strong and my number 1 will probably have that as well. Um but it's just it's a really really good well done movie you know angelina jolie as maleficent is fantastic um the the way that they shot some of the aerial scenes is is fantastic it i mean it's just it's got a very warlike tone to it almost the whole movie well they both do really I mean, yeah the vast majority of the first movie is her fighting against you know the the kingdom of men the whole time and yeah. in the second movie it doesn't really change she's still fighting against the kingdom of men yes but i mean it just it it's a very i mean again just a, a very strong lead strong strong villain type movie shot real well it's one that you can kind of get lost in and just kind of watch and just forget time for a little while because you kind of get sucked into it because it's got a good story that holds you um but no um mistress of evil maleficent mistress of evil is my uh number yeah. two yeah that's a good one and angelina jolie i does such an amazing job of portraying Maleficent, and I and I really love because you know Maleficent is a fan favorite of so many people, um, just even from the animated where she truly was the villain. Yeah. Uh, and so to paint her in a in an anti-hero type light, uh, and it, yeah, it's it's very impressive uh, to to take a fan favorite and remake it into something that can be related to and enjoyed and, and appreciated. So absolutely, very, very good one. Um, you actually half stole one of mine. So <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and do it as my number two. And so I absolutely love to death the Jungle Cruise movie. I mean, <laughs> it's it is, good. It is so good. It is, <laughs> it is so good. Um, they both do an absolutely amazing job. And I just, it's Dwayne Johnson. And then I just lost the Emily Blunt. Thank you. Emily Blunt. Uh, I was like, I had her name and now it's gone. <laughs> they have such a good, because the majority of the movie is the two of them 
interacting with one another. Yes, yes, there's lots of other support characters and all these other things. But at the end of the movie, it is Frank and Lily, Rock and Blunt. And it's a Blunt force and an immovable rock. It's, it's just, <laughs> it is so good. Um, the stick of, I mean, my honestly, one of my favorite, the movie hooks you in immediately because you almost immediately see the jungle cruise right like (laughs) frank is going along and he is just telling these ridiculously bad puns there's that little bit of adventure there's the backside of water there's (laughs) i mean it's just it's so good and then you have a a great storyline i mean a bit uh, a bit far-fetched but every fantasy adventure movie is supposed to be far-fetched yeah Um, yeah so it's it's so very good i mean towards the end when you see that tree it's just so visually stunning watching the moon hit it um it it is it is just a fantastic movie all the way throughout and and it's a soft spot in my heart when they were coming out with that because i am a huge fan of skipper canteen i am a huge fan of jungle cruise i am just a huge fan of all of that and so of course like you want to talk about a movie that probably got played a hundred times in our house. <laughs> like Jungle Cruise got played a hundred times in this house. Um, yeah, I bet you we've is, seen it four or five times. Uh, yeah, oh, it's, it, it's so good. It is so good. <laughs> it's it's um, a really it's a really good one, and and let, that's going to lead us into our number ones. Uh, before I get into my number one, if you do have a top three idea. Hit the website. It's down below us right now. patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. In the right top right-hand corner, there's going to be a little text entry area. And you can send us your ideas for a top three. Last week, we did one of our viewers. Um, it's just kind of random as they get thrown in and that kind of stuff. But, no, we love we love the interaction with our viewers. And we love hearing your top threes. We're getting some in the chat right now. So, at the end of the show, I'll... Uh, I'll throw those out as well. But for my number one, um, mine's really easy because it, it just, for me, it's the best remake of an animated movie that Disney's done so far, and it's Cruella. Cruella is a fantastic movie from start to finish. Um,. Storyline's fantastic. The way that they portray the upbringing of Cruella and Cruella not being the villain in the story and just kind of that whole backstory, that whole origin story of how she goes from what should have been a rich kid to this revenge artist basically (laughs) through the movie um and the whole story behind it it, it's just it's a really well done great music great soundtrack um as far as if you're a fashion fan just a, a great look at you know london fashion in the the 60s and 70s it just it's it's a great great movie for that time period um just everything that goes in it so you know my number one is is going to be cruella um peter where are you going with your number one well like before you go with your number one where can people find you right here on tuesday nights every tuesday almost uh i don't know like every once in a while on the scrolly thing it talks about a wix site there's a form on that site that you can submit and uh and we'll get back to you uh and get you going Uh, The easier, quicker way, more direct way, I guess I'll say, is uh, just find me over on Facebook. Just type in Princess and the Mouse. uh, Send me a quick messenger. We'll start chatting back and forth. Um, I ask you, you know, some quick screening questions. You know, when is it happening? You know, what are we looking to try and do? And uh, if it's going to match up and it's going to go really well, then we'll very quickly get a meeting scheduled where we'll chat on the phone for for about an hour. And at the end of that phone call, your questions will be answered. You'll have a sense of what you're doing. And we'll have 
uh, vacation booked that we will start moving towards. So uh, we'd love to talk to you. Have plenty of availability in 2024, especially after, um, especially after like February. So heading into spring break, I've got room to help out a few more clients because as I've said many times, this is a passion, not a profession. And so um, at some point I do get oh, a little bit, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe hey, I got a little bit too much going on, um, but never, never got myself too busy yet. So would love to talk to you. Um, my number one, and there could be lots. There are so many fantastic live movies that haven't even been discussed. Um, but I, I got it. I, as soon as we said we were doing this, I was like, I know my number one is hands down. And it, it might not be a lot of people's number one, but it's, it's my number one. And my number one is the remake of Beauty and the Beast. I absolutely love the remake of Beauty and the Beast. And it's not fair because Disney Animation Studios, <clears throat> or sorry, Walt Disney Film Studios, pulled a cheat code on me because... I am also a pretty big Harry Potter fan. And so they took Hermione Granger and they made her a princess. Like that, <laughs> that is not fair. Like it was, it was destined um, that, but it, it is, it is a wonderful movie and it is very much keeping in line with the original story. It is very much a remake of the story. You have some of the exact same songs. You have a lot of the same scenes. You can shot by shot remake the uh, the animated sitting next to the live action, and you basically like the opening village scene is basically the exact same scene, mm -hmm. um, right? Even down to her sitting there on the fountain reading her book, and you know, just all of that. Um, but really, really well done. You really see, I mean, Gaston is is just the absolute villain in this, in the, the live action. He plays such a good job there. Um, Josh Gad is such a great breath of comic relief in there. And again, you take Benedict Cumberbatch and make him the voice. So you get this nice, deep, uh, this nice, deep, very strong commanding voice happening. And... Um, I love, I love the, uh, the Evermore song. It's yeah. one of my, like, if we did a top three live action songs, Evermore <laughs> would make it in uh, to that. So it, I, I just absolutely love, love, love this. Or sorry, it's um, not Benedict. It's Dan Stevens. I was like, it's not Benedict Cumberbatch. I need to get the right name. <laughs> Well, it's Dan Stevens who who does the Beast, um, but fantastic, fantastic job portraying the Beast and like that whole inner turmoil. Um, really, 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 really well done on that movie. And I just I hate that this is a top three because I mean Aladdin was so well done. Um, the actress that portrayed Jasmine, I'm forgetting her name, but yeah, I mean she did Jasmine so well. Um, Mulan was kind of funky, but still a very, very great um, movie. Yeah. Not a remake, but but like a, a a different version of it. I mean, but still, that was a good enjoy. They they have done a very, very good job. And even if you go to things like Lady and the Tramp and uh, Dumbo. Even the Lion, Lion King, King right? yeah. we didn't even bring up Lion King because do we consider that a live action remake? I mean, it's a CGI remake, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not like they filmed lions running around with uh, with meerkats. <laughs> but, but like all of the stuff that they have put out, I I think it has been very very successful, and it's very cool to see our animated childhood turn into realism now as adults. It's just uh, really really cool to see yeah and I mean for us I you, you hit the nail on the head because movies that we grew up with you know um, what we just went and saw wish with with my mom and you know I, I remember going to see 
the Little Mermaid with my grandmother. Um, and it would have been one of the last movies that I saw with my dad's mom before she passed. Um, so it was just, it was really cool to kind of see that tie in to movies that we grew up with now becoming new movies that our kids are growing up with just in a different fashion. So it's, mm -hmm. it, it, it is a, a really, really cool piece of parenting and parenthood. Um, what Disney's doing right now. So um, over in the chat, Shannon always chimes in with her top three. Her top three, she missed the animated tie-ins, but I like I like where she's going with hers. Uh, Mary Poppins at number three. Rise of Skywalker at number two. She's bringing Star Wars and Marvel into it. And then yeah, I didn't even, like, go near pirates and Star Wars. <laughs> and then she went, she went Curse of the Black Pearl, number one. Far and away the best pirates movie. Um... I mean, we could do a top three Pirates movies and fight over those. <laughs> so we're going to talk about all of them. We just got to decide who does which one. <laughs> uh, all right, Peter, another great top three. If you guys have a top three, definitely go over to the website, patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Let us know in the, um, the text box. And if you have a better live action top three than we did, Put down in the comments below. Um, if you don't have a better top three, just put a smiley face or something, you know, for that uh, engagement. <laughs> Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Let's get into a deep dive. Hey, what's going on? It is deep dive time, and I am super bright on this camera because I have not changed my settings there. Deep dive. Today is going to be number 22. I think we can get it. There we go. Poof. 22. Let's check this out on the spreadsheet. And number 22. That's a really deep one, too. So it's going to be pretty good. 22 is... Ah! It is a quick service. It is at Animal Kingdom. It is Satuli Canteen. <laughs> Here we go. it's deep dive time we've got satuli canteen tonight i've got peter with princesses in the mouse on the other screen he's right over there um and we are going to jump into this so what i'm going to do is i'm going to tell everybody where it's at peter's a little bit more adventurous eater so he can tell you what's on the menu and we're going to talk some prices and that kind of stuff so satuli canteen is in animal kingdom it is in the pandora section of animal kingdom and it is basically all the way in the back of the pandora section <laughs> when you get over there. Um, so as you work your way off of Discovery Island through Pandora, you're gonna follow that path around to the right, follow it down that set of stairs, and you're gonna be over on the right-hand side as you kind of get down to like the um, the place where you get the Night Blossoms and the gift shop for um Grog's Grotto. What's that? Grog's Grotto. Grog's Grotto. <laughs> That's where you get the Night Blossoms from. Is it? Oh, yeah. All right, so to the right of that, you'll see a bunch of strollers, you'll see a set of doors, and you have a quick service there that is Satuli Canteen. Satuli Canteen is one that you do want to use the mobile order on, um, and you want to make sure that you mobile order ahead of time. Don't decide you're going to eat at 1230 and try and get a pickup at 1245 because it will not work. Um, so give yourself a couple of hours in advance to get that food order in and then you'll have an area there's an outdoor sitting seating area and then there's a relatively large indoor seating area as well once you get in there air conditioned um and really well themed um for that area so uh peter why don't you talk a little bit about the food that is at satuli canteen yeah so matt what you uh what you talked about was Sorry, I want to check something to make sure I give a nice thorough C. Oh, 
so frustrating. All right, I'm just going to have to do my best um, off of memory because I was actually jumping into the app just now, and I was like, ooh, I need to look at the mobile order because then I can get all of the, the options. So the way that this place works is there are a couple of other menu items, but um, what Matt said about the theming is absolutely true. So it is themed to an RDA mess hall. And so it's in this big kind of like airport hangar looking building and you go in there and I mean, it, it looks otherworldly. It is very, very nice. Um, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's very, very nice, but also has tons of seats to go and sit down. Um, they do typically run a bouncer out front, <laughs> just kind of making you confirm that you're coming in to eat and or showing that your mobile order is ready to go. As Matt said, definitely recommend the mobile order at this location. So that way you can just walk right up, say, I'm here, prepare my food. And hopefully no more than five minutes later, you'll get a little message saying it's ready to go. So what are you over ordering over at Satuli Canteen? Well, for the most part, you are ordering bowls of food, bowls of food. Um, you kind of pick your protein. Uh, they have shrimp, they have beef, they have chicken, and they have tofu to have a nice um, vegan and vegetarian option. And so then on top of that, there's going to be some veggies and other stuff. But what's great about this place is you get to pick your base and your sauce. And so this is where I was hoping to jump over there to make sure I thoroughly cover the bases that you can pick. Um, I know there is a red beans and rice. I know there is a nice noodle. I know there, see it, there's a couple of others, which is why I was like, I know there's a bunch of them. Um, so basically the way it works when you mobile order it is you click, I want a beef bowl, and then you click what base you want. So like noodles or rice or beans, or um, I think there's a salad in there as well. And, um, and then you pick your sauce. And so they have like, uh, vinaigrette or um, something more like a pesto or something more like uh, just all sorts of different flavors. There's there's sort of like a creamy, uh, there's a, like a creamy dressing type thing. There's a, a vinaigrette type thing. So there's these different sauces and that's what really makes it. So you got to be careful because if you take a protein and you put the wrong base and the wrong sauce on that, you have an adventure coming. And so, um, like, you know, just be careful because, you know, there's like a chimichurri sauce and I, I don't know, I, we can argue about what would taste good and not taste good, but you know, there are some strong flavors in some of these sauces. And so the creamy sauce on the beans with the tofu might not be as good as what you're hoping for. Um, just Kind of be a little bit careful there. One of my favorite things about this place, though, they have these cheeseburger bao buns. And so, right, the bao is kind of that, like, pastry dough um, type of thing. And they put cheeseburger filling into it. So it's, like, ground beef. And then it's got, in that ground beef, it's got the flavors of, like, ketchup and mustard and, and pickles and onions. And so you then just eat this bao bun stuffed with cheeseburger which is um one of my favorite things there are those little bao buns i i really enjoy going and getting a bao bun kids meal along with a bowl and my wife and i will like go and that's what we'll eat we'll split the bowl and we'll each get a bao bun and uh it is <clears throat> it is really 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 good stuff um price wise you're looking at you know, fifteen to fifteen to twenty dollars for your bowl, um, approximately. So, you know, kind of right in line with with some of those better places. But it's a it's a good portion size that you do get there um, for this. And then in addition to that, they do serve uh, they serve the same beers as they serve out at Grog's Grotto. So they serve Grog's Ale and the Moara High Country Ale um, or High Country Lager. And so you can still get that really unique green beer while you're having your lunch here. Um, but really, really fantastic restaurant. Uh, one of, I would say, my two go-to service 
at Animal is Satuli Canteen uh, for sure. So really, really wonderful. Um, just a couple I'm of things. Just a couple trying. of things on the food side, um, on the kids' meals. There's also a beef hot dog option that's wrapped in dough. Also a cheese quesadilla option. On the dessert side, uh, you have a met what metkinia mouse, which is a flourless chocolate cake, chocolate mousse, raspberry jelly, mango coolies, boba pearls. Um, and then a blueberry cream cheese mousse for that your... That thing is good. That blueberry cream cheese mousse is good. Yeah, and it, it looks like if you order off the... Just straight off the menu, you can't do the the build-your-own bowl. They have the actual combinations put together now, so... Um, no, so... it says, so all of them say, with your choice of basin sauce. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you choose, like, I want a beef bowl or a tofu bowl or a chicken bowl or a shrimp bowl. And then as you go through the items, you select whether you want noodles or rice and beans or salad or whatever, oh, yeah, and then yeah. what sauce you want put on it. So, Yeah, and even, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm not the most adventurous eater, uh, so Tuli Canteen gave me plenty of options to eat there. Um, also with the kids, not super adventurous eaters. You know, with the chicken bowls, if you do the vinaigrette over the rice, that kind of stuff, it makes it, makes it a very palatable meal for somebody that isn't super adventurous with their taste buds so that hot dog on the kids menu so those bao buns are fun if you have a, a kid that's willing to take on a little bit more adventure but that hot dog it's basically wrapped in like a croissant dough so it's basically a big pig in the blanket yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> oh it's uh good stuff though good stuff um, over at Satuli Canteen. Yeah, so uh, I think that's I think that's about your, it. So yeah, you said it's it's your, one of your top two quick services. So yeah, I mean I put it up there. It's it's between that and Flame Tree for me. Those are my two as well. Yeah. My two are like, just what am I in the mood for? Am I more in the mood for like a bowl or am I in the mood for some barbecue? You know, like because I'm not I'm not really gonna eat quick service anywhere else at Animal Kingdom. I'm gonna go to one of those two places. Yeah, and you're gonna wash it down at Dawa Bar, and it's gonna be a good day. So no, Dawa Bar is the travel drink. You just get a drink. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was our deep dive of Satuli Canteen. Stick around. We're gonna have a lot of other deep dives. We're doing every restaurant, every resort, every ride around Walt Disney property. And then um, starting next year, we're gonna get into Disneyland property as well. So if you have one that you wanna see on our list that we haven't got to, definitely let us know over on the website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Um, until we talk to you guys again, have a good week and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye now. Princesses of the Mouse, Disney Travel joined us tonight. Um, we had a new show. We had a top three over live action movies. And our deep dive was Satuli Canteen. Check them out. for the travel side if you're looking for more interaction go over to twitter at disney insights and then we always have the youtube channel where you can leave something in the contents the disney planning Insights.
you guys for joining us. Everything that you do, liking, sharing, watching, subscribing. Have a good week, and we will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye now.